0: Day one of NFL Free Agency 2023 is in the books. The 49ers with a shocker. The rest of things that affected the 49ers as well. And a day one recap. Let's go. Uh, Yes, what's happening? Thanks for joining us. A full recap of day one of NFL Free Agency. John Lund with you. Thanks for joining me. From, of course, Pop and Lund weekdays on KNBR, KNBR 680 if you're in the Bay Area. KMBR.com if you're not. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Appreciate you listening. We went heavy in on the NFL and the 49ers today, and who could blame us because Javon Hargrave signed early. 9 a.m. was when they can negotiate. Now, remember, it's a negotiation period. Wednesday, pen goes to paper, so they could conceivably change their mind between now and then. Most don't. A few do, but Javon Hargrave has agreed to terms with the 49ers, and I'll give you a little insight into Javon Hargraves, the scorecard on who uh, is in and who is out for the 49ers. Also, some teams who had good day ones, which isn't always a good thing because you're throwing a bunch of money around, and if you're actually uh, fulfilled, what you try to do is you try to draft, develop, pay. Draft, develop, pay. Draft, develop, pay. That's what you want to do, but even in the case like the 49ers with all their talent, They have a glaring need, and they didn't decide to do something I talked about yesterday in the podcast, which I didn't expect them to go out and be ultra-aggressive in terms of going after these guys. I thought there was a couple of defensive tackles that were second tier. I thought it it would more be about edge guys, although I didn't think uh, they would go heavy after edge. And a couple of my guys yesterday, I did a podcast yesterday that you should check out and on the YouTube channel. Let me back up for a second. Thank you so much for joining us. I get so excited going into NFL free agency and the new league year that I just start yapping. But thanks for joining the YouTube channel. It is Unleashed. Barry's Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KNBR Radio in San Francisco. Please subscribe. Also on the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, please subscribe there as well. And wherever you get your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, and the such. And as I said, listen to me and the voice of the 49ers, Greg Pop at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific on the Blowtorch, KNBR in San Francisco and KNBR 680. All right, now let's catch up. Uh, I thought they'd go bigger on the edge, not as much in the defensive tackle market because most teams don't, but what they decided was their best player and to steal a player from the Philadelphia Eagles is what the 49ers wanted to do. And if you look at the financial gymnastics of this deal, and let me put that up there for you on the uh, the financial gymnastics of this whole deal. Uh, as you can see right there, Aaron Wilson, somebody we're going to have on the show tomorrow, does a really great job with the NFL. Four years, $84 million, if that sounds familiar, we'll get into that in a second. 40 guaranteed, 23 at signing, 6 bonus, blah, 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 blah. What is really relevant to this contract is, from what we hear, the first year cap hit is $6.6 million, which isn't very much. So, great job by Parag Marathi. That's what he always does. Yes, the credit card comes due at some point, but the last two years are voidable of the four-year deal. So, essentially, it's a two-year deal for 30-year-old Javon Hargrave, who gets a bunch of money right at the beginning, and that's what a lot of guys want, given what this sport is. So, Javon Hargrave, 4-84, 40 guaranteed, 23 at signing. Does that sound familiar to you? Because it was the same contract that they would not offer, literally, 4-84. and 84. Now, maybe constructed differently. But the reason why the 49ers a couple of years ago, 2019, after the Super Bowl season, traded DeForest Buckner was because they thought they had a decision to make. Things change, money goes up, cap goes up. Uh, they could have just saved themselves a lot of time if they would have just re-signed DeForest Buckner makes a lot of sense. I'm not ripping the deal. I'm just simply saying that, look, what they did today was admit a mistake. And that's fine. And good teams do that. They don't let it linger and linger and linger and linger. But what they did was they decided they were going to keep Armstead. It was going to be cheaper. Uh, They traded DeForest Buckner, obviously, to the Colts for the 13th overall pick in the draft. They traded one back, one spot with the Buccaneers back. They took uh, Javon, uh, ironically enough, Javon Kinlaw at number 14, hasn't worked out, isn't going to work out. Uh, His knees are going to make it impossible for him to ever fulfill, I believe, the promise of the 14th overall pick, and we had heard late in the day that the 49ers were trying to move Javon Kinlaw. He doesn't make a ton of money, but uh, I think that Javon Kinlaw's days are over probably for the 49ers. Now, maybe they keep him for the depth piece of it, but we did see in the NFC Championship game, he got put on skates a bunch of times, and he's just not Uh, whether he's ever going to be ready to play, but he's just not going to be worthy of that pick, and you cut your losses. So they looked at the situation, they looked at the rushers, and they said, if we get Javon Hargrave next to Eric Armstead, next to Nick Bosa, and then find a, I think, reasonably priced edge rusher, and then Drake Jackson and other guys can go in there, and they can have the depth that they normally have. But they're looking for a veteran edge rusher as well. I know that. That's the decision that they decided to make. Now, in terms of... Uh, Javon Javon Hargrave and the pressure. This is why they got him. And I'll tell you a story about him in just a second, but this is why they got him right here. You see that? In 2021, last year, 15% pressure rate from defensive tackles. uh, And then in 2022, 13.2%. So he's a pass rusher. That's what he does. That's what Javon Hargrave does. Uh, The 49ers saw it in the NFC Championship game, and they were deep along that defensive line. But he was the best interior player. Fletcher Cox they have. Brandon Graham they have. Josh Sweat on the outside. I mean, that's a really good and deep defensive line. And they've got other guys to, to fill in that he's gone. But here's a 30-year-old guy that is essentially on a two-year contract. Decent cap numbers. And not only do you get him for your team, but you take him away from the NFC champion Eagles. And that's part of this process as well. Now... What's interesting about him, he was a third-round pick a few years ago in 2016 the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play a different style of defense. He was a 3-4 defensive end. In that scheme, he was actually a really good run defender. Goes over to Philadelphia, they ask him to do something else. You're a 4-3 interior defensive lineman. We want you to be a penetrating defensive tackle, not a hold-the-point defensive end in a 3-4 to allow the linebackers to come up and make plays. You're a 4-3 penetrating defensive tackle. That's what he was. So he changed his, his role with the Eagles, and he became really good at it. He had 11 sacks last year, which was third among defensive tackles. So he did a really great job for the Eagles in his role as a pass rusher. And that's what the 49ers want him to do. But I would imagine they want him to mix a little bit because depending on how much you care about pro football focus numbers, he was the third defensive tackle in terms of pass rush number uh, behind Chris Jones and Quinnen Williams. But when it came to the run game, he was like 50th against the run. Well, with the Steelers, he was good against the run. So he has the capability of being a good run defender. And, of course, as we've seen over the last couple of years with the Eagles, last year with the 11 sacks and the year before that with 8.5, that here's a guy that can obviously rush the passer. Can he do a combination of both? Can he still give him double-digit sacks and be a solid run defender? That's something that the 49ers are going to want out of Javon Hargrave. So that was the big thing that happened. Love the signing, got nothing against the signing. Completely shocked me because when we did the uh, preview of the 49ers 2023 free agency yesterday, I put in some defensive tackles in there. I absolutely knew that they were going to target defensive tackles, but I put in some second-tier defensive tackles, never thinking that they would spend the money on Javon Hargrave. But one thing we did say was Parag Marathi is great, and they decided, and they're in a championship window, and we've seen it. Over the last couple of years, whether it be the Rams, who have to tear down now, whether the Eagles, who had 18 free agents, and they're going to lose guys along the defensive line, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and James Bradbury and Miles Sanders, they're going to get torn apart because that's just what happens. You can't pay everybody, and we've already seen that with the 49ers. You can't pay everybody, but Javon Hargrave is a massive upgrade, and they're in a championship window, and I think they sat down before free agency and said, look, our ticket to the Super Bowl in 2019 against the Chiefs was our defensive line. We just saw what Philadelphia did to us. We got to get back to that. We got to get back to the trenches on the defensive side. Javon Hargrave does that and now they got to go out and get some edge guys, some depth, those kind of things. So if you want to look at the defense for the 49ers now, let me go down to that one. This is what you're going to see. So I've I've color-coded this just like I had color-coded a couple of days ago on who I thought they were going to keep and who I thought was going to leave and I've been fairly accurate. Samson Ebukom, people are talking $10 million, plus he's not that effective in a red. That means go. Charles Amenehu, I'd love to get him back. He's yellow. That's maybe. Uh, he can play inside. He can play outside. I'd love to see him come back. Kerry Kyrie Hyder he- Kyrie Jr. in the second go-round just didn't work out. Uh, Javon Kinlay put in yellow. They'd like to trade him. I don't know if they can. T.Y. McGill. Mohurst, I put in a yellow just because he was looking good before he had the injury. Kevin Givens on the inside, right defensive tackle behind Eric Armstead. He'll, uh, back up both. Uh, Kevin Givens signed today. He was a restricted free agent and Kalia Davis is a guy they got out of central Florida was a fifth round pick. Didn't play last year because of a knee injury. Hopefully he can give some, give them some depth inside. Then you're at Nick Bosa, Jordan Willis, who they love on special teams and Drake Jackson's got to take a step forward. We know that on the linebacking core, obviously Greenlaw and Warner signed long-term, uh, Aziz Alshire is a guy that people talked about Houston. He didn't sign with Houston today And D'Amico Ryans. A couple of guys did. I'll get into that in just a minute that the 49ers are going to lose, specifically Jimmy Ward. So uh, Shire is going to be gone. What are they going to do at uh, one linebacker position? Is it just going to be Oren Burks or something like that? Uh, Demetrius Fadigan fouls, or will he go out and get somebody else at the linebacker position? I put Emmanuel Mosley in the yellow because I know they'd like to get him back, but they've got to get depth behind him because he's coming off the knee injury. Ambry Thomas, again, back into the doghouse. Don't know that he's going to be back. Obviously, Funga's a long-term guy. More I have under Yellow because they love him as a special teener. And Deshaun Gibson's already been re-signed. Jason Verrett's in red. He had that major injury. Jimmy Ward right there, as you can see. I should have put a red mark on him. He's gone. We'll get into that in a minute. And he even gave you a little bonus, Robbie Gold there. So that's what the 49ers defense looks like. Expect changes. Expect more along the uh, – especially on the outside and the edge rusher, guys. Whoever bounces through, they've made their big purchase. Now who slides through the cracks Some veterans. I was hoping a guy like Robert Quinn, who played with the Eagles last year, only had one sack, but the year before with Chicago at 18 and a half. So, I mean, here's a guy, 32 years old. Could they get him and could he be a third down guy? And you're talking about a NASCAR package of maybe Robert Quinn with Hargrave inside with Eric Armstead or Charles Amenahou, if they can get him back. And Nick Bosa. Now you can't put all your attention to Nick Bosa. You can't do that now even with Hargrave. But that's what the defense could look like as far as the 49ers with Hargrave. Now, what the 49ers did today, who's going, who's staying, there it is right now, day one as we speak. And, again, I'm sitting here and deals could be made. In fact, let me make sure on Twitter that nothing's being made right now because that's all I did on the show today on KBR I was like, "Uh, let's see. I was making sure that anything was going on. But the other things will happen throughout this whole thing and uh, don't have anything right now. But uh, Javon Hargrave, is 30 years old, 11 sacks and 22. That's what they're going to ask him to do. They re-signed Kevin Givens, who was a uh, restricted free agent, defensive tackle, good depth piece. And they signed Sam Darnold to a one-year deal. Did not see the terms on that. There was, a, there was a huge debate on Twitter about Sam Darnold, and some people are excited. Look, if it comes down to Sam Darnold and needing Sam Darnold, the season's over. And, you know, I say that knowing that Brock Purdy saved their season from, as the third-string quarterback. Sam Darnold's terrible. He had one good year at USC, parlayed that into being the third overall pick, and has shown nothing with the Jets and shown nothing with the Panthers that would uh, make you believe that he would do anything better than Josh Johnson did at the end. Now, maybe, yeah, he's better. I get that. But Sam Darnold, I'm not getting excited, and I don't even really want to talk about him because I think he's irrelevant because if we get down to him, I think you're in massive trouble. Not a Sam Darnold guy. I'm fine with him signing him, by the way. Completely fine with the 49ers signing him for that role of, you know, he's not really a mentor. He's 25 years old, and he hasn't had success in the league. So if I'm Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, I'm looking at Sam Darnold going, you've proven nothing. So I would have thought they would have got more of a veteran, but I have no issue with Sam Darnold. I know that Kyle Shanahan has said good things about Sam Darnold in the past. Maybe it's something that he can do. Obviously, he likes the skill set of Sam Darnold or did when he was coming out Of USC, they had already signed or they had already traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Darnold came out in 2018, so they didn't scout him a ton. But I'm sure over the years he's watched Sam Darnold over the last few years, and it's not a bad signing. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying by the time you get to the third string quarterback, and what Brock Purdy did last year, that's why it was so great because you just don't see that. So Sam Darnold's not uh, saving the season, but it's not a it's not a horrible signing. Uh, Out Jimmy G to the Raiders. Decent deal, not great. They could still drop the quarterback at number seven. Uh, this one, I think, is going to hurt Jimmy Ward to the Texans. He's going to follow D'Amico Ryans. When you saw that uh, Deshaun Gibson re-signed, you knew Jimmy Ward wasn't coming back because he wasn't coming back to play nickel. That would have been a great luxury. Personally, I would have taken Jimmy Ward over Deshaun Gibson. He had five interceptions. I know that, but interceptions sometimes are lucky. You got him off tips. Not saying Gibson didn't play well. He did. It's just that his he, he's a little bit older at 33. And he had one good season. They took him off the scrap heap right at the beginning of the season. He was awesome. But sometimes it doesn't play back like that the second year that you get a guy. And it's only a one-year deal, and I'm fine with Gibson. I'm not angry about it. I just love what Jimmy Ward brought. I love the versatility. More so, I even love what he brought in the locker room. Interviewed him many times. I'm just a big Jimmy Ward fan. I wasn't when he wasn't healthy all the time. But he had been healthy over the last number of years. Maybe he was asking for too much money. I don't think he's going to get a big deal uh, with the Texans. I would have rather had Jimmy Ward. Mike McGlinchey, he was on my show on KNBR last week. Writing was on the wall. It was coming down to the Bears and the Broncos for him. He gets a huge deal, McGlinchey, with the Broncos. Congratulations. They also went, we'll do this a little bit later, Ben Powers, a guard from the Ravens. So Sean uh, Payton is, is retooling the offensive line around Russell Wilson in Denver. And then Hassan Ridgway, which was a guy on my original 49ers offseason discussion, which you can go back to yesterday's podcast, our YouTube channel. Hassan Ridgway was a guy that I had marked in yellow, was a maybe. He gets a one-year, $4 million deal with the Texans. So two guys, Jimmy Ward and Hassan Ridgway, go to the Texans to follow D'Amico Ryans. Maybe Aziz Alshire is going to go there as well. A lot of people are speculating. He is. So day one, as of right now, that is the who's in and who's out as far as where the 49ers are. And again, one right at the top there, Javon Hargrave, about an hour or so into free agency. His 11 sacks, and that's exactly what they're going to ask him to do. And as I said... Watch for more along the defensive line. I don't think they're done inside. I think they would like to trade Javon Kinlaw. They definitely want to get somebody on the outside as far as free agent pass rushers are concerned. My guy who I thought was kind of under the radar, again, a guy who can't stay healthy. I talked about this yesterday. Marcus Davenport, he signed with the Vikings. He was a guy that I liked. Uh, He's complete 6'5", 265. He got a one-year $12 million contract. Think about this. For the first year... Can, uh, Javon Hargrave is going to make 6.6 and Davenport is going to make $12 million. That's the problem with a one-year contract. You can't bear it. You can't hide it. You can't move it. You can't play a shell game. That's why I have longer-term contracts. That's not a lot of money for Davenport, but if it's one year on the cap and you're trying to save money, that's $12 million bucks. Uh By the way, I had a friend of mine who covers the Seahawks text me today and say, how the hell did you fit Javon Hargrave into it? This is where the quarterback comes back in. You know, it, it, Trey Lance is going to make Eight, nine million bucks this year. Brock Purdy's going to make nothing. You're paying $10 million at the most important position in sports, and what can you do with the savings of the 30 or $40 million that you're saving versus a team that has Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen or something like that? You can go out and get Javon Hargrave. I mean, that's how Seattle won when they had Russell Wilson on a third-round uh, tender as a you know rookie, first few years in the league. Before you have to pay those quarterbacks big money, you can go out and make these kind of moves, and Parag Marathi did a nice job playing the shell game with it, and I don't think this is going to be the end for the 49ers. Now, is it going to be the end as far as the big-ticket items? Probably, but as far as edge rushers are concerned, I mentioned Robert Quinn at 32. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is a guy that had been mentioned with the 49ers. I'm not in love with him. He's still young, though. He's a young guy. I think he's 26, 27 years old. I don't think he would demand a ton of money. Not very good against the run. But, again, he could be a guy that, you come, that comes in for passing downs. Who knows? But there's a number of edge rushers. I mean, I'd love Leonard Floyd to the Rams. I just think he's a high-ticket item that is going to be out of the 49ers price range, especially right now. But if they could somehow do that. I mean, it's here's one thing that is clear, and if you're a 49ers fan, it will excite you. They know they're in a championship window. They know these windows are short. So the Rams win champion, uh, win a championship. They have to tear the thing down. Philadelphia wins a championship. They have 18 free agents. They're not going to be able to keep guys. I mean, you're looking at Javon Hargrave on the 49ers. They lost TJ Edwards to the Bears today. They lost Jalen Mills, one of their safeties today, or Epps, excuse me, Marcus Epps to the, to the Raiders today. I mean, you just go on and on. That's what's going to happen. Miles Sanders is not expected back. When you have guys, when you have success, other teams are going to try to get some of that success from you, and that's exactly what they did. And again, a big part of this Javon Hargrave, not the main part, but it's a bonus for sure is getting Javon Hargrave from the Eagles and weakening that deep defensive line. So that's a big part of it. So that's a huge thing, and that's day one for the 49ers. Now, a couple of the other teams that did some things that I want to go over to just kind of, you know, are I'm not going to say that they affect the 49ers generally, but just day one who did some big things. Uh, Denver went out and spent a bunch of money today. Jared Stidham comes over from the uh, Raiders. Uh, ben Powers, as I told you, they're fixing their their offensive line, 4-52. Mike McGlinchey, there's that McGlinchey deal, 5 50 guaranteed. Zach Allen over from the Cardinals. Alex Singleton as well. So they, they spent, I mean, that's one, two, that's five guys today that the Broncos went and got. They were probably the most active team, and that's where McGlinchy went. If not the Broncos, then the Bears. You can see the Bears here as I pop that one up. D.J. Moore was already done, but today, Nate Davis, offensive guard. T.J. Edwards was the first big signing of the day early. Tremaine Edmonds, so they go two linebackers with the Bears trying to fix their defense. They had already gotten D.J. Moore as they flipped for the number nine pick from the number one. He was part of that, uh, part of that deal with all those picks that the Bears got for the Panthers. D.J. Moore, one of the wide receivers to help out uh, Justin Fields. Falcons were another game that were aggressive on day number one, re-signing uh, Chris Lindstrom, making a trade for Jonu Smith from the Patriots. That, of course, where Arthur Smith was with Tennessee. So he reunites with Jonu Smith. Uh, a couple other ones. Jesse Bates is probably the big big guy there. Not probably is. He comes over from the Bengals. They had franchised him a year ago. Four years, $64 million, 23 up front. And Bradley Pinion, I don't love talking punters, but he's a former 49er, so we'll give you that. Two more teams that were active, and the only reason I put this up there is because if you look, and if you go back to yesterday's podcast or yesterday's YouTube channel, Josh Oliver, three years, $21 million, 10.75. He's a guy from San Jose at San Jose State, and I wanted him as tight end, two to George Kittle. I thought maybe he was a little under the radar. He came from the Ravens. They didn't throw to him a ton. He had 16 catches last year, so I thought maybe the 49ers could get on, on him for not a lot of money. But the Vikings saw him, and I thought he would have been a great tight end, too. Very good blocker and uh, underrated pass receiver as well with some decent speed. And then the other guy I wanted, I did five that I want. Two of those five the Vikings got on the first day. Josh Oliver and then Edge Marcus Davenport. One year, $13 million from the uh, Vikings. And, again, this guy, if he's healthy, 6'6", 265, former first-round pick out of UT San Antonio, 14th overall pick a couple of years ago. He hasn't been healthy enough, but when he is – He's prototypical as far as an edge guy would have loved him opposite opposite Nick Bosa. Obviously that is being um well, it's a little being it's being a little too greedy. And I'll put one team up there, and it's only because they made one move and it affects the 49ers. And that's you know about Geno Smith, but Draymond Jones signed late in the day. Three years, $51 million. Don't know about any of the guarantees. He's probably the other guy that the 49ers were looking at. Defensive tackle. He's a little bit undersized at about 280 pounds had about six and a half sacks last year, but made a ton of plays for the Broncos in the backfield, wore 93. And if you watched uh, the Broncos last year, you were like, is that the Jones that came over from the 49ers? No, 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 That's Draymond Jones, different guy. Uh, he wore 93. DJ Jones wore 97 when he went over there. So when they were playing the uh, the 49ers early in the year, Draymond Jones, 93, was making all these plays. And it was like, is that DJ Jones? Now DJ wore 97, 93 with the 49ers. And so people were getting him confused. But he had a really nice year in Denver and parlayed that into a deal with Seattle. And the only deal I, uh, reason I bring that up is because Seattle, maybe as much as anybody in the league, needed defensive tackle. So I bet they were going after Hargrave, uh, which the 49ers got. Backup plan might have been Draymond Jones. So that's a nice get for Seattle. So that's day one as far as uh, signings were concerned. Day one as far as what the 49ers did today. Javon Hargrave is in. Uh, that's a huge one. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Raiders lose Mike McGlinchey to the Broncos. Those things were expected. Those guys weren't expected to go back. Jimmy Ward goes to the Texans. Asan Ridgway goes to the Texans. So that's day one as far as the 49ers are concerned. I would have liked to have had Jimmy Ward back, but when you saw Deshaun Gibson come back, the writing was on the wall. That's the decision that the 49ers are going to make. So give me your thoughts. Put it on the comment section underneath. What do you think of the signing of Javon Hargrave? What do you think of the fact that they took him away from the Eagles that's huge. And who else? Do you have a specific name that you like? I mean, I like Leonard Floyd. I'd love to have Leonard Floyd. But I think the big spending is over. Yannick Ngakwe, is that a guy that's too expensive at this point? I think they need a guy opposite Nick Bosa. I'm not being greedy, but I just don't think Drake Jackson is enough. And I do think they need to make some moves to shore up the interior, of the defensive line, and then right tackle. Is it going to be Col- uh, Colton McKivitts? Is Colton McKivitts going to be the guy now? He's not going to be given the job. Uh, he signed as a restricted free agent. He's going to be back with McGlinchey being at. Brunskill, I think, is a guy that they want to use along the offensive line with all the positions, and they have still not signed a center. Jake Brendel is a guy. A couple of centers did sign today, so maybe that market is coming around. Jake Brendel maybe tonight, tomorrow, because a the, the couple of centers came off today, so I would expect maybe Jake Brendel would be the next order of business for the 49ers if they want to keep him. There are a couple of veteran centers out there. So it's not like it's Jake Brindle or nothing for the 49ers, but I do know they would like to have him back. So that may be tomorrow, more on the offensive side. And, of course, you got a lot of picks in the draft, even though they're not at the top of the draft. The 49ers, as we all know, do better in the mid-rounds anyway, so maybe that is the plan for the 49ers. But there you go. That is a quick recap of day one, 2023 free agency for the 49ers. Javon Hargrave. Seriously, when that came across, I was on the air. I had to double-check. I was like, is this a fake account for Adam Schefter? Is there, is it? Yep, that's a blue check mark. And then it just was going crazy after that. So, huge signing for the 49ers to get Javon Hargrave, obviously trying to get back to that defensive uh, line depth of 2019. We'll keep you up to date on anything. If anything breaks, we'll do some live chats as well. Thank you so much for hanging out. The YouTube channel, please subscribe. Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund, KBR Radio in San Francisco, and, of course, the podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. It's unleashed various sports talk with me, John Lund, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.